Hey everybody, welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we are back with another Conversations with Friends episode featuring return guest Jenny Canzanieri, and we cannot wait for you to hear this interview that we did with her. But you know, we got some things to say before we let you in on that. Outside of the podcast, we'd love for you to catch up with us. We are on TikTok. We are on Instagram. We are at Megan and Wendy everywhere. Everywhere. That's exciting, right? Also at Megan and Wendy at gmail.com if you want to drop us an email. And you can support the podcast for the bargain price of $5 a month by joining our Patreon community. And what you're going to get there is bonus content that we don't share anywhere else. And you're going to hear a little bit later in the episode about something that's coming up there. You also get access to past bonus content there. So the second you join, there's content waiting for you to listen to in the form of bonus podcast episodes. And occasionally like a deleted scene I'll drop in there to start. Yeah. I wanted to do a little holiday check-in. Okay. Because it, it will be December 1st this week. Uh-huh. This is the most cliche thing, but I'm, it felt like it snuck right up on me. I mean, you've been waiting for it since August. I know. And I feel like when we decorate, we're pre-holiday season decorating. <laughs> yeah. But then like things start happening and you start getting holiday catalogs and then the holiday sales start and you walk into stores and they're like, boom, everything's red. Yeah. But like it, it, it sneaks up on me and I'm like, oh, it's, it's here now. Now it is actually time. It is actually time. I am having low key panic moments, to be honest. Okay. Mostly because I feel like. Well, I didn't start early enough. Right. It's sure. not. I mean. Today we're recording. It's November twenty eighth. You know, but Plenty of time. but I feel like oh, I, uh, there's so many Christmas lights on our street already, which they went up early. It's fine. It's fine. Ours went up early too. Yeah, yours are up. Ours are up. Our our Christmas tree is up. It's not decorated, but it's up. But I the, what I'm having a problem with is that December feels very short. Right. Well, we're gone for the last weekend before Christmas, which really. I don't want to say throws a wrench into things, but it requires us to be a little more prepared. Right. Because we come back and our kids are home. Like, we're done. And uh-huh. I feel like, well, forget it. You're not doing anything that week. Exactly. So I just feel like I'm behind the eight ball a little bit. Yeah. I hear you. I will. You're s- not, though. I I know, but I, I still feel that stress, though. Yes. Like, I'm like, I, ha- I have purchased some Christmas gifts, but I haven't, like, really done Christmas shopping. Yeah. You know? Yeah, same. I told myself last night, I was like, you know, Wendy, this is how you're going to create more joy oh. in your life for the next couple of weeks because I get stressed out about my house being dirty, right? Okay. And so I texted my lovely cleaning You're going to have her come every week. I'm going to have her come. Not every week. Like, I had to postpone her because of Thanksgiving week. She would have typically come on Thanksgiving, the day Thanksgiving was. So, and my house is dirty. And we have 14 million podcasts to record. And Uh I'm not home. Uh And there's laundry, too. Not that she does my laundry. But I just need her to come in. And I said, please just come over. All I want you to do is sit downstairs. You don't even have to go upstairs. Just sit downstairs so it feels clean to me. And it's one thing off my like Good. brain that's bugging me. Right. Yes. I'm excited. I like that sort of a plan. We are having a, a holiday party this weekend and 
I've been incredibly spoiled. So we used to have access to a home that was on the Newport Beach boat parade route and we would have our holiday party there. And my parents would also throw holiday parties there. So it would be fully set up and decorated. They would have like tables and linens rented. And then over the last <laughs> couple of years, my mom has her parties catered. And a couple of years ago, she was like, well, do you want our caterer to do your party? And I was like, yes, please. And so I have done nothing but show up, show up. Yeah. <laughs> And we don't have that house anymore. So we still wanted to have a party. I'm like, I got to do everything. I mean, boo-hoo. It's just a lot more. I made a full, I'll show you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Later. But it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, oh like what I need to do. I have my grocery list of all the things I need to buy. I've got food to order. I've got like when, what's getting cleaned when and what's getting prepped when. And then we had our first holiday party the day after Thanksgiving and a friend threw a party and I was like, I actually kind of like it this early mm. one. Cause there's not a lot of weekends mm -hmm. Two, It felt like a nice kickoff to the season, but I was like, we're hitting the ground running. Oh God, I guess. So you need a plan to get through the next few weeks. Uh -huh. I, w I had a question about that. Okay. The party okay. I went to okay. was like their house fully decorated. Like it was a Christmas party. Mm -hmm. what did you guys do there? She does like a white elephant gift exchange, but it's with desirable gifts. Mm. So we had dinner and hung out and then she did the gift exchange and we were there for like three hours. And that was it. Was there a lot of people there? 20 maybe. Oh, okay. I was and just curious. There were, some, there were some kids there. Like she has kids my kid's age and the kids have never come in the past, but now they're old enough that it's like. Did your kids come? My kids went, yeah. Oh, okay. Was there Thanksgiving leftovers to eat no no she did like pulled pork oh yeah there was a ton of food fun okay so let's talk about you i know you want to get into like holiday prep well i'm just curious where <laughs> you are are you doing car christmas cards this year that is a good question i always do cards because i enjoy doing cards however this year we usually use like a professional photo uh-huh uh -huh. and this year we didn't take one and so now i'm like hmm Am I going to have to go through 8,000 Instagram photos and look for something? I might. I don't know. We are not doing holiday cards this year. Well, that's how you were last year. And then. Yes. But we took a photo on Thanksgiving that was beautiful that mm -hmm. I loved. It's one of our greatest family photos in the past several years. It is now after Thanksgiving. We don't have another family event coming up. I'm not going to put together an opportunity to. We have a... You have a Christmas party coming up. Why you guys can't? Oh, your kids won't be there, huh? My kids will be here. Oh, okay. They live here. Oh, okay, true. But they're never at. They were never at the boat parade party. No, because we don't live there. Okay. Yes. <laughs> they, they were never at that party because that was always their annual night to spend at my parents. Okay. Pre Christmas, they had looked forward to that, and then obviously they got to an age where they didn't necessarily need to go there, but that was still there. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I actually think maybe they were there last year. It doesn't matter. Was I there last year? No. Okay. Sorry. Wendy has said that she's coming. I have RSVP'd. Megan texted me. She goes, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I got an RSVP from you. I just, I'm a terrible party goer. It's real mellow here. I know, I know. Should I we play LCR? Maybe. So everybody has something to do. Should I send out a pre-party message? Bring three $1 Bring bills. Bring your $1 bills. Yeah. Wendy's going to have a racket going on in the backyard. <laughs> 
<laughs> we love LCR. Uh, we played LCR on Thanksgiving Day. Yes, as did we. My parents hosted and I was like, hey, do you mind if we bring this game and play? And it was really fun. There, We were a small group. There was seven of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we all sat around like their round dining room table and we played and it was hilarious. We only play two games. How many games do you usually play? Is that it? Like, that's it. Uh So it was really funny because my stepmom's dad, who was in his 90s, won the first game. And the giddiness on his face when he was winning (laughs) was so funny. It was hilarious. And then my sister won the second round. So but I was I was bummed. I was like, in the second game, I was out my money, like, very quickly, and... It never came back to you? No. Because you're never really out. You're never really out, but if you got on either side of you, if they're, they're out, out, too... I know, that's a bummer. Yeah. Then so. you're like, keep going, keep going. I recommend LCR as a party game for mixed age levels, especially... Like, my kids are the only kids everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. Your kid is the only kid. Yeah. So... You know, it's just, they get really into it. I think our biggest mistake is we always play it last. Like, they play it after dessert. Mm, oh, we played it pre-dessert. That would be a good idea, like, in between dinner and dessert. But it ends up being, like, you know, everyone's kind of hanging out in the kitchen. I'm like, my kids are not going to go home unless we play this game. So could we? Yeah. Because <laughs> after dessert, we're done. Yeah. And it was I'm not late. Go. It's like 6.45 p.m. Oh. 7 p.m. Wow. It's dark at about two o'clock in the afternoon. What time did you eat dinner? Was I, it that's lunch? actually not true. I don't think we ate until six. So it's probably almost eight at this point. Yeah, but it feels like midnight. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can buy the LCR dice on Amazon. Tell everyone to bring three $1 rails. My mom always brings a stack of ones because nobody ever brings. That's what my dad did. He had an envelope. He, he went to does. the bank oh, yeah. to get ones. She's always got her LCR stash. <laughs> it's so funny. people forget and then you're like, well, you don't want them to be left out. No, we were like making change yeah, yeah, and yeah. all this stuff. So that's really funny. Well, I'm glad. Did you win? No. Eh. I almost never win. My mother-in-law plays it at her cookie party and last year... The pot was like $245. I think she played... How many people were there? 20-something, but I think wow. she plays with like one one and a $5 bill. Or oh, s- oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. And really she's also idea. played with one one and a $5 gift card. So uh-huh. the person goes home with like $25 gift cards. That's awesome. But my daughter won the second game. Oh, and yeah. And let me tell you, all those old ladies were none too pleased. I bet. They were PO'd, huh? She came with this giant stack of <laughs> That's awesome. You had explored the idea, I think on a recent podcast episode, am I making this up, of throwing your own cookie party? I was going to, and then I just got overwhelmed with life. Yeah. I just was like, I can't do it. I just, because like we said earlier, there's... there's only three weekends in December. One, we're out of town. The two other are parties. I, I can't. I can't overextend myself. I just can't. I need a nap after stuff like that. So no cookie party at our house this year. However, we are hosting my daughter's team. Uh Just the players, just the girls. Yeah. Just a fun couple of hours to do like a gift exchange. And I was like, do you want to do like games like charades? And she died. She was like, absolutely not. I'm like, you know, too cool for... That kind of stuff. There is on Netflix, I am to understand, like an interactive trivia game that you can play. Oh, fun. Play with their phones. Oh, fun. To like 
Buzz in. On Netflix? Yes, I need to do a little more research. We'll leave the link. Good idea. So, you know how we put affiliate links in our Instagram and oh, in our blog uh-huh, and all uh-huh, that stuff. scrolling through Amazon. So every once in a while, I will look to see what like readers will purchase on Amazon. Because, mm-hmm. you know, if they clink. If they click in through our link, then they if they buy other things, we can see those yes. things. Sometimes it's a wild yes, list of things. It is. But there was something on there that piqued my interest. Tell me. It was. I thought you were going to reach for something. I got no. so excited. <laughs> no. It was these. And, and if you're a listener and you purchase these, I need you to write in and <gasps> let me know if, if you like them, if they're worth it. But they essentially look like scrunchies, but they're made of like terry cloth, like towels. And you put them on while you wash your face so water does not run down your forearms. I am nodding. Because I have seen people recommend these, and I, I feel like that's a lot of extra work. Yeah, okay. Like, sometimes I don't even have the energy to put my hair back. I just kind of, like, tuck it behind me and hope it doesn't fall on my face uh-huh. when I wash my face. Uh-huh. But I have seen people recommend them. Does your does does water run down your arms when you wash your face? Yes. I'm, I have to change my shirt usually. Like, I get water all over myself when I wash so my face. So, I apparently am a face-washing witch because I don't deal with this issue. Everyone's like, oh the water down your arm yes i get water down my arms when i brush my teeth what i don't i don't know i don't know Th- no, this is probably why i don't like to wash I'm my face at night person my counter is always a disaster it's always covered in water it's not like i'm neat but i do know how to wash my face without getting my arms wet hmm. but i have seen people really love these well i've never seen them before and i'm so curious i think you could use like a, like a sweatband situation oh yeah, yeah 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 totally yeah I don't, don't have need, sweatbands either, but no, neither do I. But you probably don't need the branded for face washing version. I, well, I was like, those are tack. essentially scrunchies. Like I have a bazillion scrunchies that I could just use, but it's the material that it's made out of. Right. You know what I mean? You want something absorbent? Yes. You don't want a, a, a velour? No, no, <laughs> God no. Wristband. Okay. Yeah. So it was just interesting okay please please email us at megan and wendy at gmail.com if that is you who purchased those yeah time to know it is the season for face masks speaking of washing your face uh-huh you know me i'm a notoriously lazy face washer uh-huh. but apparently i need all the face masks all the little beauty sets of face masks tell me which ones you bought peter roth thomas oh. or is it T- peter thomas roth it is one of the two yes the little mini like face mask. One is a pumpkin one that smells so freaking good. And I you don't really like the scent of pumpkin, do you? I don't mind it. It smells so good. I also bought the bliss ones. Yes, great mask set. <laughs> <laughs> there was well, I don't think I opened it until summertime maybe mm-hmm. and there was like a watermelon one that i loved and i was like why don't they sell this alone i right. want this one only yes. and then when i saw them at target last week i was like well i'm just gonna buy these again i bought from target naturium has a beauty set oh do they and two of the products in there are minis of products i use every day travel yes so i did buy that for myself i gave it to my husband just to like i'm like Put it in my stocking. Or yeah, something. but not all beauty gift sets are created equally. Like, there's a lot that are garbage. Like, like maybe you should tune into our Patreon for the beauty sets we think are worth it. Because we're gonna do an episode all about mm-hmm. the beauty sets we think you should buy. 
And that's going to live on Patreon. We'll do Target. We'll do Ulta. We'll do Sephora. Yes, we will. My husband did text me. He was shopping with my daughter yesterday and he's in a Sephora and he takes a picture of some of the sets. He's like, do you want any of these? And I was like, yes, I do. And he goes, which ones? I'm like, any of them. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to take a quick break. But before we do, we wanted to let you know that Wendy is here (laughs) in this interview. But I had some sound problems at my house, so I put put it on mute quite a bit. But you there, you do have... You I do jump in every once in a while, so but if you hear like in the background, you know what's going on. Yes. So, that- so we will be right back with our interview with Jenny Canzanieri. Welcome back, and we are thrilled to welcome a return guest to the podcast. Jenny Canzanieri appeared on our very first Conversations with Friends episode. We talked about sobriety, and it is a fan favorite episode. And if you have not had the chance to listen to it, I beg you to dig back into the archives and give it a listen. It's a really raw and honest conversation, and I think does a lot to change the way we think about women and drinking and sobriety. Uh, However, today we had her back because she's had a major life change that we wanted to talk about. Jenny's a book industry professional. She's a mom. She's a wife. And relevant to today's conversation, a recent Coloradan. Did I say that right? She escaped to the mountains this summer and enjoys hiking, easy ones for now, taking long mountain drives and enjoying all the local wildlife in her new town. She also enjoys hand lettering, reading, traveling, and watching as many Bravo shows as her schedule allows. Jenny, thank you so much for coming back to the podcast. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. And I have to say, I also don't know how to pronounce it. If it's <laughs> I'm so fresh and new to this state. I also don't know. So someone will tell us. Someone will correct us. Did I drop a syllable as I said that? I've never said that word. Well, the reason we invited Jenny back, aside from the fact that she is a delight, is, as mentioned, she is a recent Colorado transplant from Texas. And we really wanted to talk about what that entire process was like. I have so many questions. I hope you have a lot of time because I just... Oh, I do. This <laughs> I do. I do. I can't wait. Uh, something that we talk about in my house a lot. And so I love having this opportunity. And I know, I think it's just, even if you never plan to move, I think it's such a great conversation. So a lot obviously has changed since the last time you were here. I followed you closely on social media. Can we start from the beginning with what prompted you wanting to move? Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. It, like I said to you, top of our connecting, it feels like just sitting down with a friend and, and chatting, which is one of my favorite things. So that's so nice. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for facilitating what I think is just like a really interesting conversation because I had lived in Texas all of my adult life. So I had moved when I I was, you know, a preteen and stayed. And so it was, so overwhelming and so hard and difficult, even though it was prompted by our fierce desire to leave Texas Mm -hmm. and to find somewhere else to land. But it was so difficult and it was unexpectedly difficult. And so I think this conversation is wonderful. So thank you for facilitating it. Hopefully it will resonate with some out there. And I'd also like to hear any updates from you at some point later in the conversation, because I remember you saying that in our last podcast chat about your husband wanting to move as well. Yes. But what prompted our move? You know, honestly, we just, 
I think it's hard to live somewhere for all of your adult life where you feel like you're kind of biting your tongue most mm. of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you just never really feel like you're exhaling in new situations, meeting new people. And I think there's an, a lot to love about Texas and I can be pretty protective of it when it, st- when it starts to be the butt of a lot of jokes because, right. you know, there are a lot of wonderful things about the state and, and its leaders notwithstanding, you know, but it was, it was no longer our home. And it was really clear I think in 2020, you know, 2016, maybe started the conversation. We were just like eyeing other places and like dreaming big, but my husband, you know, had a wonderful job. And um, at that time I was not working from home. So it just wasn't, it wasn't a possibility, but, you know, flat or fast forward to 2020, my husband was laid off during COVID. Um, I was working from home. COVID obviously was incredibly difficult. And I thought the way that our state was responding to it was, was frustrating and then the election in 2020. And I, what I, so I have this memory of, I would get out and drive after work just for like mental health purposes. It was mm. the only kind of time I was getting out. You know, I, we weren't seeing anyone. We weren't really socializing. We were isolating way more than anyone we knew. We kept Kyle home, but every, most everyone else was, was back in school. So they did offer a virtual option, but he was one of, I think, 20% of kids that, that took it. So I would get out after work and I would drive and I would listen to audiobooks or podcasts. And it was just this sea of Trump signs everywhere I would go, everywhere I would drive. And they would get like more and more aggressive. You know, they would like have bad words in them and they would have like these like, and it was just the mental health break I wanted made me so much more anxious. And I remember having this moment of just like, this isn't where I should be. Why, why am I here? Um, so we, yeah, we took, we we started, I would say, around around that election, around November 2020, December 2020, we started having more serious conversations about the move. And do you think you and your husband were equally invested in the idea of going? 100, 100%. I, all, all that I said at the top, at the top of the f- sort of some fondness I still have for Texas, he does not have that oh, he was ready. fondness. He was so, he was so ready to go. Absolutely. In fact, he has spent six-ish weeks since we moved, which is a big chunk of, um, you know, since we've moved yeah. back in Texas, getting our house ready to sell. Um, he broke his hand. So he was having surgery. There's all sorts of things. And he has just been so unhappy. And any t- and when he came back, he was just like, oh, it just is like, it's so clear to me we made the right choice because it was, it was so hard to return. Um, so yeah, we were both very much on the same page. Our son, who at the time was 11 and is now 13, was not, was at the time, like when we first started talking, about it. It was very abstract. It was very exciting. You know, we, the sort of world was our oyster. We talked about every place imaginable. He was really into those conversations, those early conversations. When it started to get real, when we started to, you know, really look at houses and narrowed in on a place and talked about timing and talked about all of that, he started to get, you know, it was really hard for him. So it was a very difficult transition for him. Two and a half months in, he's doing great. I actually told him I was having this conversation and he said, tell them that I really didn't want to, but I'm really happy. Oh, um, I love that. <laughs> so I, I said, with your permission, I'll share that. <laughs> oh, that, that makes me feel really good. So you knew you wanted to go. How 
And I know the last time we had you on, you kind of had a few big ideas about where you wanted mm-hmm. to go. How did you settle in on what is now your hometown? Yes. And so we moved to Evergreen, Colorado. We're about 45 minutes west of Denver in the foothills. And But we looked at... <laughs> So we really just started looking at small liberal towns. I would Google that phrase or some variation of that phrase in a lot of states. (laughs) And then I would look at voting records (laughs) (laughs) or like hidden gem, like hidden liberal gem. Like it was just, I would, I was doing all, all sorts of research. And so then we did like a map. So we narrowed it down to Washington, Oregon, and Colorado. And we like mapped all of the towns that were coming up in this research. And we looked at, I would say about 50 towns in person. So we did two trips to Colorado and then we did a big trip to the Pacific Northwest last summer. And we spent, I think we clocked our Pacific Northwest trip was 3000 miles, which sounds nuts. I can't even believe that. Um, And I think we did one end of Colorado to the other. So we started south of Denver and then we went all the way across the straight, uh, state to Durango, um, stopping at, you know, a dozen towns or so in between. And, you know, when it was, when it was really obvious, it wasn't the right town. <laughs> it was, that was actually my favorite. We could cross it off and keep yes. going and there was like no pressure. So we kind of narrowed it down to a top five, top three, three to five. And then we started digging into, like we made a spreadsheet and we started digging into like property taxes, school ratings, you know, distance to the, you know, the closest international airport, you know, kind of amenities in that town. Like we really wanted a small town, but we didn't want to feel super isolated. You know, as you're getting to know a new place, we wanted to be able to, you know, just move around well. Um, So being kind of close to a big city felt important. We moved from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And one incredible thing about that area is how accessible it is. So Mm -hmm. there's two huge airports, everything imaginable, every sports team, every concert, every restaurant. So we just had everything within an hour's drive of us. And that felt like a hard thing to give up. We loved this little town in Colorado called Ure. And it is tucked away. You are really isolated in the mountains. And that felt like kind of magical, but also a little a little terrifying. So yeah. there were some places we love that just didn't feel logistically like what we needed to move a, you know, a teenager to and start a new life. So Evergreen felt pretty perfect. It's 45 minutes from Denver. Denver is an hour and a half flight back to Texas because all you know, so much family is still there and um, we have aging parents and that felt important too. We loved a town in uh, Northern Washington, Bellingham, which was the oh, sweet yeah. like college town. It's yeah. so, it was so cool, but it felt so far, you know, to get back to, you know, to drive to Seattle and then to fly to Texas felt um, pretty hard. So this just felt like a really like wonderful balance of everything. Um, but, you know, one of <laughs> Just segueing into like, then there was the housing market, which I'm sure was, which was probably a question on your mind. I mean, even in 2020, when we started this conversation, things looked so different than when we started actually looking at houses in 2021. Yeah. 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 And then into 2022. So, um, you know, we were trying to stay open to like a larger area when we really wanted Evergreen. We tried to stay open to some neighboring towns that were a little more affordable. Um, but they just, they just didn't have that same magic. They didn't have like a downtown main street, which I don't know, just felt like 
kind of important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it. I just wanted to like have a central part of town that felt like we could gather, if that makes yeah. sense. No, I a hundred percent. So, but then, you know, we actually did luck out, you know, it does feel like an incredibly difficult process. And in hindsight, I think this will probably be one of the hardest years of my life, um, looking back on it, but we did get incredibly lucky. We found, we did not buy a house. We ended up renting. Um, we were under contract on a house and it fell through. And that was part of the difficulty and the overwhelm and the stress, but we got lucky. We found a rental pretty quickly thereafter, um, in time to get Kyle started in school here. Um, I didn't want to start him in the middle of the year. That was another thing that was important to me. So mm-hmm. in hindsight, I can say like, oh, it just kind of all fell into place. But I think we worked so hard to make it happen. You know, we really did. And um, yeah, and we're here now. Uh, and I feel so good having this conversation. But gosh, if we had talked a month ago, two months ago, six months ago, you, I would probably be mid breakdown, <laughs> mid breakdown at some point. It was just so hard to get everything aligned, to figure it all out. And, and to, you know, the, the early part when we were deciding and we were driving around and we were traveling, it was so dreamy. Yes. Like we would like drive into town and we would like find a local coffee shop and we would get coffee. And then we would just like go to open houses and drive around the, the neighborhoods and talk. we would go to the like chamber of commerce or the welcome center and talk to the people who were working there. And everyone was so lovely almost across the board. And that part was so fun. Uh Um, and then when it became real and you're starting to plan and you're getting into like the messy logistics of it all, it just was stressed to a level. It's like hard for me to explain. It was just so overwhelming. Well, and I, Obviously, I can't directly relate, not having done it, but, you know, every time this conversation comes up in my house, like I can get to the point of like, oh, yeah, that I can imagine myself living in this place. But as soon as it becomes like, mm. you know, finding a house and selling this one and getting, I, I'm just like, I, my brain fully shuts down because I cannot comprehend the sheer volume of things that need oh, to yeah, happen. Yeah. And that's I everything that. as well. Um, <laughs> right. Well, and I think a, like if you're moving like for a job or there's a catalyst that's really, right. you know, it's like tunnel vision, right? Like you just like you the plan to. kind of, yeah, the plan is kind of set for you you. And there's no, um, you know, there's no doubting, there's no questioning. Um, you know, one of the things I did, so in May we came up here and we were, you know, looking for houses and all of that. And I just, I don't know, I had like this, I wanted to leave my own life. I was just like, what are we doing? Why would we do this? Are we ruining everything? Are we destroying our son's life? It was just every doubt I could imagine slammed into me all at once. And I went to Instagram and I, and I shared that. I just shared how, um, sort of sad and scared and, just, I was full of doubt and I had probably the most response I've ever gotten from anything I've ever talked about. Sobriety included. It was, it was just like, I was washed with support. Everyone who had ever been through this agreed. It was like, this is such a common feeling. And I had never heard it described the way so many people described it, you know, like leaving something familiar, leaving what you're used to, um, feels like, grief, even when it is a dream come true. And that's exactly how it felt. It felt like I was grieving. Like my whole body just felt anxious. Everything felt scary and, and sad and overwhelming. Um, and I would say over a hundred people 
commented with some sort of commiseration in that feeling. I had one friend who said like, oh yeah, I remember when we were looking at houses, I literally wanted to leave my husband, never see my kids again and just like leave my life. <laughs> I was like, okay, I feel, I feel better. <laughs> I feel better. Um, but it was so comforting to know that this like, you know, I think when we are dreaming really big, it just, we, we think it should always feel um, so good and warm and, you know, magical. Um, and, and it doesn't, life just doesn't work that way. You know, when you are disentangling an entire life from, you know, where you've always known, um, especially as an adult, yeah, it's, it's, it can feel like grief. Even what always pushed me forward was this just like core belief, um, that we were not meant to stay. So, I just knew we needed to leave and I knew like if we got here and we hated it here, we could, we could, you know, nothing couldn't be undone. Obviously uh, it's expensive <laughs> to do that kind of right. stuff, but, but there are um, other places, there are other homes. Yeah. There are other places. I remember crying <laughs> at a restaurant on that visit and Mike said that exact thing. He said, if it's, if it's not here, it will be somewhere else. We just have to put one foot in front of you. Like we just have to move forward, um, and have faith, you know, and just have faith. And I think, gosh, that's been the biggest lesson in all of this. Um, I had, you know, I said, this was probably going to be the hardest year, but it will probably also be like the year of the most growth. Um, you just really learn to have a faith. I, I, you know, I didn't even know I could, you know, summon up. Well, hearing you talk about the experience of moving as grief is so funny because Again, I've never moved far, but when I'm my husband and I moved into the house we live in now, 11 years ago, from 20 minutes away, let's be very clear. And I <laughs> loved this house. I was so excited to move here. And the first day I went to the grocery store, I walked in and I am not exaggerating when I say I burst into tears and had to yeah. leave because nothing was where it was supposed to be. Everything was in the wrong place. Yeah. It just yeah. felt wrong. And of course that is the smallest example on a small scale. No, I, that, that I just got goosebumps because I was like, <laughs> ah, that's the feeling. That's the feeling where you were like, I need to crawl out of my skin. Nothing feels right. Like it just, nothing feels familiar. Nothing feels, um, like home, even though that feeling I think was missing. Um, I think there's something, you know, tied up in your identity with just like knowing, um, like, yeah, your grocery store layout is something as simple as that. Um, I, I completely understand that feeling one, 100%. Yeah. And even if it's not the perfect place, it's familiar and safe in a way. And so I can't, you know, multiplying that times everything, right. You know, meeting new people and finding, you know, your way around even. Um, and I'd love to talk about how you have, kind of gotten to know your new town and how like it, when you moved there, I mean, obviously there's places you have to go. You need to know where the grocery store is. You need to know where the post office is, but right. Did you have a plan for like, we're going to explore this many places in this? Cause oh I my have gosh. a plan. <laughs> yeah. And I, I do too. I do too, Megan. I, I always, I always say happiness is having something to look forward to. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's so true for me. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we did move to a place um, where we have winters, which is brand new. Um, it's actually snowing right now. Oh, I'm I told you. so excited for uh, I wish, I wish everyone could see. It's magical. It's like big fluffy flakes are falling. Um, but so we moved in August and it was beautiful. It was just incredible. I think Colorado in the summer and fall, it's going to be hard to top this. Yeah. Um, 
but so we made this plan, like every weekend we would get out each day, even if we were just going to a new restaurant, a new coffee shop, a, you know, a new town, just a, a short drive, we were going to get out. Um, another really cool thing, and this is something that I would suggest, like if you have a friend who has moved or a family member who has moved, like plan a visit and plan a visit within like the first year that they're there because the best thing has been having people visit us and showing them the town, like seeing the town through their eyes and kind of exploring it together with people who are so happy for you and, and supporting you and um, have like made the, the trip to, to be with you. So we've actually had, I think, five house guests already in two and a half months. And I have um, my best friend from childhood is coming tomorrow and she's going to be here for the weekend. And then our mutual friend, Elizabeth, comes next oh, week. I'm so um, excited. I know, <laughs> I know. And then I have another friend coming in December. And like that has been a buoy. Like it really, because it, it feels so intentional, you know, mm-hmm. when you have people come to see you for the first time who used to be down the street you just feel like you want to soak up every moment and so every visit has just felt like a little bit of a lifeline just like this really incredible um you know through line of this transition and so seeing the town with visitors has been my favorite part we moved um and some people came with us so like my mom came Mike's mom came and a, a dear friend joined us on the move up on the drive up and that first weekend there was a town duck derby which I guess is common but I had never heard of it um where they like drop hundreds of rubber duckies into the local creek and then they all move down the creek and you buy ducks and so they have numbers on the bottom and whoever wins gets you know like a prize it's like a town fundraiser oh my gosh Um, it's like you live in your own little (laughs) stars hollow I know I know I was actually thought of Lorelai this morning when it started snowing (laughs) (laughs) So having like, like friends and family with us in this like fun, new town, new town event, that was it was the best first weekend. And I do think like having a plan for your first few days or a few weeks when you move to a new place was really helpful having someone either make that move with you or coming right away. So that you have, you know, it's an ease into this sort of like stark difference. And then having something really fun planned, we very random. This was really not intentionally, but Mike's best friend from childhood lives a town over from us now. So he moved up to Colorado. Yeah. um, You know, we never thought that 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 would work out the way that it did, but he had a, like a dinner for us the night after we got here and, and just, you know, really small, just ordered pizza, but having those little things to look forward to, especially in a place that you are so unfamiliar with, um, is another just sort of like tip I would offer. Um, I also had some like deliveries. I will say this is another tip. That I think someone on Instagram told me like, oh. send yourself flowers, send yourself like cookies. So they arrive and like maybe schedule it in advance. So you almost forget and they show up the day after you move in. Like that felt like, okay, this is starting to feel like home. Yes. Um, so have you started to find your community in terms of people? Are you meeting people? Is your son meeting people? How's that going? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's a bit of a, um, you know, kind of a mixed bag. So we have met some people, some wonderful people. We actually just went over to a new friend's house last night to carve pumpkins, which was really fun. Um, and I like, I'm trying to not get too codependent on this, this person who's been so gracious. And um, inviting us over. I'm like, can we hang out every day? Like, stay breezy. Um, <laughs> Kyle is doing incredible. I, I mean, I will say the first couple 
couple of weeks was brutal. It was really hard. There were a lot of tears. I mean, walking, I will forever in my life remember the, just the memory of watching him walk into that school for the first time, mm-hmm. um, not knowing anyone, not knowing anything. He just was so scared and so nervous and he just did it anyway. And I, I couldn't be more, I just couldn't be more proud of him. Um, so he has met, you know, a lot of friends and tried out for a local basketball team and made the team. And, um, I was so proud of him for that too. He just like came home and said, I heard there's tryouts. Can you try to find out where they are? I'd like, I'd like to try out and just like Aww. did it two days later. Um, so I think I've been a little more anxious just about his transition sure. um, and not worried too much about my own. The other day, someone said, well, how are you? And I, I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about that. Um, so I think, so yes, we've, we've made some, we've started the the community building, but I have tried really hard to just be gentle with myself and gentle with this process of this is going to take time. And Mike and I hope to be here forever. We hope this is where we stay for the rest of our lives. Um, and so we have time and, mm. you know, we also, like I said, he's been going back and forth selling our house and, um, some other things. So just trying to breathe a little bit and not put too much pressure. I will say I went to a PTA, like a new PTA meeting. And I don't know if you know, this feeling, but just the feeling of like having to tell your story, you know, like your elevator pitch of your, move in your life over and over again can be so exhausting. And I, I called my best friend, um, Natalie, who's coming, she's the one coming this weekend. And I said, I don't want to make friends. I just want to have them. Um, Yes. uh, Yes. Let's and I was just like, I'm steps. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I was like, I'm so tired of small talk. I don't want to tell people like where we came from or what I do. I just want to like sit down with coffee or and just like really get into it and really connect with people and yeah. she's like oh it doesn't work like that and I was like I know I hate it <laughs> so um <laughs> well and you're we'll get there we'll get with, there you know with everybody in a sense it's not like we're all meeting new people in our lives so it's it's okay but when it's like the moms at school and the moms you know or the parents in your neighborhood or what it's like ev- the people at basketball everybody is new and so yeah it's not like yeah. introducing one or two new people into your circle yeah that that sort of interaction exhausts me i just want to i don't want to <laughs> fill you out i don't i want to skip to the point where i know you're a person i'm comfortable with and we can go for a walk yes 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 and yeah you know and i think it's harder um with middle school and, and high school oh, you know you are sure not, yeah, you're not like at playdates or like, you know, at all these elementary school events or, or meeting people, you know, and, you know, elementary schools just sort of welcome those parents in. And I feel like middle school and high school, it's a little bit of a, um, a hands-off dynamic. Um, so yeah. And also, um, it is a small mountain town and I'm learning, it reminds me a lot of Tahoe, which is actually where we got married. Um, just sort of like, um, you know, everyone's kind of established, although there are a lot of people, I think, moving in. So it is a little bit of, you know, a variety, but it just feels like you're trying to penetrate circles that are really tight already. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so just being patient with that process and, um, and also staying really curious. So I can be like a little judgmental or like quick to make a decision about someone like, Oh no, that person and I, like we won't vibe and moving on kind of thing. And, um, you don't really have that luxury when you have no friend, no friends somewhere. So you're like, just staying curious of like, 
Yeah. Saying yes. Mike said that my, my husband said that he said, we just have to say yes to like everything, mm-hmm. um, for a little while and just be willing to like do the thing we might not have done in Texas or like meet the person that might not seem like an obvious fit, um, and be really open to being wrong. And, um, you know, just like, just staying curious about, you know, who these people are and, um, and also just being really grateful. Like the friend who invited me over last night, I was like, I think I'll just love her for the rest of my life because she like invited us over in this time of like such transition. Um, nothing will bond you faster to someone and just feeling like they see you in a sea of, you know, feeling a little invisible in a new place. Yes. She'll always have that place. That's, that's really great. Yeah. So I get the sense that where you act, your physical place that you live is probably not your forever home. Right. Right. We're we're renting for a year. Yeah. Okay. And hopefully the housing market corrects quite a bit in that time. It is is slowing down. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say this was a place that was like, I don't know what it was like a few years ago, but when we started watching it, it was just like people were buying things sight unseen. They were Things were going for two hundred over asking, mm-hmm. uh, two hundred thousand over asking. It was yep. wild. Yeah. It was. Just, I, we saw a house and put an offer in, and the, the realtor called us back and said, "Don't like, don't bother. Like, they they have an escalation offer. They will literally go up four hundred thousand over." Oh um, so just like don't eat. And so it was just wild, but it is absolutely slowing down. Things are sitting. Things are dropping. Um, you know, if it's not. not a pretty great, wonderful place. If like there's like big problems or big needs, um, people aren't willing to take that risk. So we're seeing that shift already, which is really nice. I hope that kind of continues into the new year when we start looking again. We love the rental house. It's it's wonderful. It's just got some like key things that probably won't work full time or forever. But we are very grateful to have this place for you know the first year we're going to be here. But yeah, we're, we're still. The process of, of finding that forever home is still on our radar for sure. We, we go to open houses quite a bit, which is actually just fun, you know, to see like oh, neighborhoods. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we've still been doing that a lot of weekends and and also just like, okay, what, you know, what are things going for and, and being able to walk through those places and then really see how that lines up with asking and things like that. So in this middle transition place, are there things that you've done you know, to make this house feel like a home when it's not a place that holds all of your memories? That is a really good question. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some, some nice ways to do that, that don't feel super permanent. So like, we're a little hesitant to buy big new pieces of furniture. We really Mm -hmm. need a dining room table and we're kind of nervous. Like we're probably just going to grab something for your cheap on marketplace because it feels like we want our forever space to kind of dictate what, you know, table to get, things like that. But mm-hmm. I think one thing we're doing that I, I also recommend is like filling it with things that are not permanent. So like a ton of plants, a ton of like holiday decorations, things that feel like they can move with us, but yeah. they really feel cozy. A lot of candles, you know, a lot of flowers, things like that, which, I, which I'm actually, you know, it's really, really been helpful that those small, tiny little joys. Yeah, I love a new house plant and I love that. Yes, it's it requires your love and your attention, but it is not it will still fit in your new home regardless right. of the shape of your dining room. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, have you learned anything about yourself through the process? Are you are you who you thought you were? <laughs> oh gosh, it's such a good it's such a good question. I mean, I think like every insecurity I had thought I'd already 
you know, figured out and I'd gone to therapy for years and years, you know, all this stuff, all the like growth and work I've done as a person, this challenged so much of that, like just the anxiety and the insecurity and like kind of like a ding to my self-esteem, like, like, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but like walking into a new place with a bunch of people you never met before. You're just like, no, thank you. I don't like, this yeah. does not feel fun. This does not feel good. Like, why do I feel like I'm wearing the wrong thing, which is not a thought I've had in years, you know? Um, so I, I, you know, I would say that was, a surprise. And, but, but it's also like such a challenge of then like, we can get kind of complacent in life just, just naturally. Right. Where we think we've kind of like done the work we need to do. We figured it out and yeah, that's it. You know, like nothing else to be done. And so it feels kind of like a silver lining challenge of, Oh yeah, you have to like get back into this work and, um, you know, just sort of re, uh, calibrate your tools and, you know, all that stuff that, I think you could get on autopilot pretty easy in a place you're so familiar with, especially a place we've lived in, you know, for 13 years in our last town. And so, you know, everything felt like default at, you know, Mm -hmm. in that life. And so nothing feels like default now. And so I think we'll just be so much better for it. I mean, we were so worried about Kyle. I I mean, I, I would like countless sleepless nights. I just thought, are we going to ruin him? Are we going to just destroy his life? And and then I realized like kids need to struggle a little bit. Like they need things that are hard to make them stronger. I mean, like, look, I'm not saying like we should seek out those hard things, but I think a little bit of like, um, also seeing him just get stronger and, and realize, you know, what he was capable of. And, you know, like I said, those first couple of weeks were so hard. And then we talked about it and I said, you might just have to walk up to someone and say, I'm new. I don't know anyone. Can I sit here? And if they say no, like, okay, clearly that's not the person for you. They've made it really easy to know you don't need to ever try again with them. But most people I would say are not going to say no, they're going to invite you in. And so he did that and I was so proud of him. So he sat alone for a few days and then he did that. And now he's had a group that he sits with at lunch every day since then. I don't know if he knew he was capable of that until now. So it's stretched every muscle we have. Um, and sometimes I like have to pinch myself where I'm like, how did we make this happen? This just feels like so hot, like such a huge obstacle. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, how, how did we do it? And I, I'm just really proud of us. And, um, that feeling has been incredible. So I think it's, it's, it's challenged so much. It certainly made me feel really vulnerable in a lot of situations, a lot of times, but I'm really proud of all of us for just doing it anyway. Yeah. I think the knowing that you can do it is the most important piece. You know, it's the, oh, the looking back and what, look what we did for you and for Kyle. Yeah. Wendy and I are both really guilty of this thing where if something goes wrong that involves our entire family, we put it on ourselves. Like if we plan a trip (laughs) and something doesn't go exactly that we're like, wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I feel that our fault. And so did you ever have one of those moments? You're like, oh, no, like this is this thing that I had no control over that isn't going well is now my fault. Or are you um, 
Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh no. I don't know if you know anything about the Enneagram, but I'm a six, Okay. which is like the warrior. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. And (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and I think, I think either I grow or uh, in stress, I go to nine. So I I totally understand. Um, yes. So I'm the worrier and I, I, yeah, I I really, Mike said something to me about not worrying and I was like, why would I stop doing something (laughs) I'm so good at? It's the thing I'm the best at. Why would I stop doing it? So yeah, absolutely. From just like, oh, here, here's an example. So I thought I went through everything that I needed to do for Kyle's new school. He was in the GT program in his last school. And for whatever reason, I just didn't do his paperwork correctly. And he did not get into that track for this year. And that's not a big deal. I mean, in terms of like his academic career, I'm not worried about, but I was like, oh, I have failed doing a thing that a mom is supposed to do. Um, Especially when like another mom was like, oh yeah, yeah, we've got our, you know, our new kid in. And I'm like, cool. (laughs) Like, I just like, how did I miss it? And you know, what's funny is I, Mike just never has those feelings, you know, he just, ever. He is so confident as a dad, as, you know, as a husband, as a person, he just is like any mistake he makes. It's just, it has no bearing on who he is as a person. And every mistake I make is, is the complete opposite. So, um, but I think, you know, like this is just a lesson in like letting go, which is probably a lesson I have needed in my life Mm -hmm. for all of my adult life is just not controlling everything to the point of, crushing it. And so when that happened and I talked to his counselor and he's like, well, we could do this. We could do that. You'll have to come in for testing. You have to send all this paperwork in. I was like, no, I, no, I don't want to do any of that. And so we're just going to have an easier, he's just going to have an easier year. It's just going to be a little less pressure. He's just going to get to enjoy his new school. Um, it's not the end of the world. And I let it, I let it go. And same thing with what I was saying earlier about like, kind of controlling building this community as quickly as possible. I just had this like moment recently where I thought just like exhale, just like Mm -hmm. breathe, just enjoy being in your body in this house in this new place. Just like be still, you know, be still and let go. And I know probably most of your listeners don't know me, but if you did know me, that is not a thing I've probably ever said in my life. I can be a little tightly wound. Uh, I can, (laughs) And worry a lot of things into the ground. So if what comes of this move is not just this like beautiful change of scenery and like trying to find a new place to land and trying to find new people, but if what really comes of it is settling into my own experience and my own body and just being for a while, that will be the most unexpected gift possible. I'll be thrilled about that. And it takes work. Absolutely. But, but also some, some of it's just sort of like forced on you. You just can't, I was telling someone this and sorry to sort of like frantically change the subject the way I just did, but it's kind of this beautiful thing when you move to a place you've literally never lived in. You've only been to a handful of times when you were thinking about moving, you know, nothing. So when someone says to me, like, someone asked like, Oh, when's the first, when was it going to start snowing? And I was like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know. I don't know anything. I, at that time I was like, I don't even know my favorite like breakfast place. I don't know how to get anywhere. I don't know what anything is like. And it's this like beautiful blank slate of like, I don't have to try to have all the answers and, you know, kind of control the narrative of every day. It's just like, oh, you just have to let go of control because you just know nothing. Yeah. I mean, like we now know our way around town, but for a while I was like, I had to take GPS to get Cal to school, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, yes, a hundred percent understand that. 
Splendy Murphy came over to get in my lap. So it's oh. like she knew you were. <laughs> Murphy, this is a nest. So I took her out this morning when it started snowing and she loves the snow. She is Does so she? happy. I got to get her some sweaters. It's pretty cold, but Something I'm, yeah, loops. she's, she loves the mountains. She, there's so many birds and animals and yeah, she's living her best life. I bet. I see all your pictures and I'm like, I, because you, your house, like you guys over, it's like a deck. You overlook like a large foresty area. Yeah. It's and almost so like a little I'm, bit of a, yeah, canyon kind of. Okay, yeah. So I'm always afraid. I'm like, does she not want to like jump over that and like take off and go <laughs> chase That's the birds? Wendy, you probably will understand this as much as anyone. My dog is as codependent as they oh, come. Okay. Yeah. This dog is not leaving us. <laughs> she might like, we do have a fenced dog run. So when you see us like looking over in that kind of woodsy area, there is like actual fence that she is in. So she won't run. She could jump it if she really wanted to. She's, she never has. And an elk walk by one day and I thought oh this might be the thing that gets her to jump the fence but she didn't she's never really run away she stays pretty close she just needs to be near people at all times <laughs> so uh, I yeah have, I have one who would definitely run away and like chase something and one who would definitely not leave my side so yeah yeah and even if she did I think she would probably like realize she went too far and come back oh, like no. I don't think she's looking I don't think she's looking to like make an escape yeah right. what have I done <laughs> you and I are both such big fans I don't know how we're not best friends because we have the same dog we like the same shows like it's so funny to Wendy, me we, Wendy we are best friends I, okay. <laughs> I think we should be I think we should be you're out of here Megan sorry <laughs> you've been replaced you, 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 both should come do, you should do a podcast tour in Colorado and come here stay oh with God. me we have a guest room that would be let's that. do that it be, yeah that would be amazing oh, that's the dream let's do it so I want to ask you recently there was BravoCon and I have not experienced so much foam in my life. I wanted to go so badly. And I just was like, those would be my people there. Like yeah. I could go oh, yeah. alone and we would all have something in common. And mm -hmm. um, yeah. I'm curious to know, like, what are you watching right now? What, what are you thinking oh. about with housewives oh and so, so on? So much, so much. So I haven't watched the the, the third part of, of the Beverly Hills reunion, but that will be what I do tonight. Um, <laughs> I secretly love, okay, maybe not secretly. I probably talk about this to anyone who, who watches Bravo, but um, I love Paige and Craig together. Oh, <laughs> I don't know, my goodness. I don't know why. Cause I think he, I think I should hate him. Um, especially after the first two episodes of Winter House, but I just am kind of obsessed with them. And so I'm like the Southern charm, the summer house, the winter house combo of it all. I'm definitely here for all of that. I'm what? Oh, Salt Lake. Oh my goodness. Um, I've watched one of the, oh, the episode where they're all fighting in lingerie. Um, yeah. <laughs> I watched it with my mom and I, I turned to her and I was like, this is the best hour of television I've ever watched in my life. Like, I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> they were like cooking dinner in lingerie and then fighting. It was bizarre. I, I was like, I don't think I'm a prude, but I really need Whitney to put on pants I just need her to put on pants if she's gonna yell this aggressively at everyone while she's naked basically um I also am like my one true bravo love is Vanderpump Rules um, mine too mine it, too I okay good I know it went a little you know off track the last couple seasons but I am here for this next season I cannot wait for it all of the like 
rumors I'm seeing swirling around, uh, I think it's going to be good. I hope so. I mean, I follow like Lala and Katie. I follow all of them on Instagram. I've been following and seeing what they're doing. Yesterday, they took like photos. I was, I'm very excited. Like, I can't yeah, wait for that show. And Katie, I, I can't wait to see a single Katie because I have thought she, I, I wish she'd never married him. Like, I've watched it from the beginning and I just was, I just thought he was toxic and he's like this good guy facade. I never, I've never believed it. I've always seen through it. I think he was verbally abusive to her. Um, and I think I, I, her moment to shine as a single woman, I'm like, I cannot wait for it. I know me too. So excited. Do you watch the below deck franchise at all? I, I do not like regularly. Sometimes I'll just sort of like binge the, like a full season. So like I had COVID in July and I was isolated and I think I, well, I watched every real world reunion. Um, <laughs> and then I watched Below Deck. I think it was the, was it when they were in Greece? Is that the Mediterranean? Yeah, that's the Med No, they version. were in like Croatia or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love, that's one of my favorites. That's like appointment TV for my husband and I is Below Deck Med on Monday nights. I love that. I do love that show because they're like legitimately working. Right. And- and as someone who no longer drinks, the anxiety I have every time they go out and drink until 4 a.m. and then have to be up at 8 and clean the boat, I'm just like, don't do this to yourselves. Go to sleep. <laughs> like, I just right? want them all to get a good night's sleep. My husband and I will look at each other and go like, how do they, how are they how? functioning? Like, I don't how, understand. How? how? It makes me so tired just watching it. <laughs> Yeah, I I totally don't understand, but I uh, it's so funny that you mentioned Paige and Craig. I I want to root for them too because I love Paige so much, and I do um, love her. But Craig, I like he disappoints me all the time. I know he's one of those that I think has potential, and I also will say like I do think um, he has in a past with a lot of like toxic males you know like the chef and Austin and Whitney of it all where I'm like Craig you could shine like you have the Mm -hmm. potential to you have the potential to like be so great against this backdrop of like problematic male behavior but then he just like sabotages himself in these moments but he also I do think has kind of a sense of humor about it like when I've Mm -hmm. seen him on like watch what happens like you can tell I'm an apologist like I I, (laughs) like I'm like making it it's like he's my son I'm like making excuses for him um yeah, you know, I, I kind of want him to just, like, leave Charleston, move up to New York, and, and like, put that, that old life behind you and start a new one. He needs to. I mean, he could just take his pillow business and, I don't know. <laughs> Which is incredibly he, successful, apparently. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I, I would never, in my, like, Bravo bingo, I would never have picked Craig as, like, the empire of Bravo. I just, no. I never would have done that. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, I, gosh, I love it so much. You have no idea. I just love it. I feel like these people are yeah, my I'll friends. I'll go to Bravo Con with you. Okay, let's go. <laughs> done. Next year. Done, done. Next year. Yeah, I need to go back to in a long time. Well, Jenny, can you tell everyone where they can find you outside of the podcast? Sure. I am most active on Instagram, so it's just my name, uh, Jenny Canzanieri, and it's Jenny with an I-E. Um, and yeah, I think that's probably the best place to find me. I do have like a small Etsy shop, but... Um, it's it's pretty small. It's pretty small okay. at this point. Okay, but I said this about myself on Instagram. If we're not going to be our biggest cheerleaders, who is? But I will be your biggest cheerleader right now because your Etsy shop is a delight. Uh, you're so you're so you kind. You're so nice to me. Products and you have these 
gift tags, these wooden gift tags. I know there's more in your shop, but these are my very favorite thing. And I put them on our stockings, uh, but you can obviously use them on gifts. And they just you were so nice. Your your comment, your review of of them was one of my favorites. Uh, Yeah, my husband makes them. So he's a woodworker and he makes the tags that I hand letter on them. It's just like lovely little like collaboration. But we are actually, uh, there's something just with this like whole year of moving and upheaval that I just, everything creative, I tossed aside. Um, But we have a lot of new ideas for the new year um, of things he's going to make. Some more, more stuff to come. So I'm, I'm really excited. Well, if you're okay with that, we'll link your Etsy shop in our show notes. Sure. can find you. Um, This has been a delight. Um, I'm a little afraid to let my husband listen to this episode because he's going to be like, see, see, it can be done. (laughs) You'll come out of the other side a better person. And whenever it, you know, whenever you get to that point, um, let me know. I will, I will be your like moving doula because I think, I think we all need like the support part. Um, I'm, I'm with your husband, you know, sometimes you just got to shake it, shake it up. It's really easy. Someone said like, it's really easy to keep like unhappy roots planted because it's just so hard to like uproot the familiar. So, you know, push against that. If you ever get to that point, let me know. But thank you so, so much for having this conversation was, my one of my favorites so I really appreciate you well we appreciate you so much for taking the time to be here and uh all of your information will be in our show notes we're going to take a quick break and come right back with Megan and Wendy approved we're back with Megan and Wendy approved which is a segment in which we share something we're using and loving btw we recently did a podcast episode about all the approved items that we have talked about over the how many years have we done this now well and in that episode i was like it's nearly 100 but it's not it's nearly 200 because there's two items in every episode (laughs) it's been a very popular episode what do you have this week i fell victim to an instagram ad i'm easily influenced Uh it is the pura smart fragrance diffuser do you know what this thing is i do and i had this recommended to me by an actual human oh even though they are heavy on the ads this year they are real heavy on the ads this year and it was a like buy one get one so i got the scents or you got two diffusers two diffusers (gasps) one downstairs one upstairs they're like a like you know like a ring or a nest or whatever you control it with your smartphone Uh which is like super neat and you can control like how much scent you want it to come out of there it's not like a glade plug-in where it's just running 24 7 right and you can set a timer right you can set a timer you can set the intensity of it it runs on bluetooth i don't know it's amazing Uh i got a handful of scents i didn't realize like you can put two cents in the diffuser thing you plug it in yeah, to the yeah, wall yeah. it's like the size of a a small it's like the size smoke of detector. a smoke detector yeah. practically it has a light on it too like so if you want to like you know like a nightlight night light is yeah. the word i was looking for thank you anyway it has room in there for like two of the little scent bottles uh-huh I am no sensitive, so I only put one in there because I don't need to, like, give myself a headache every day. But you can have 
it wouldn't be squirting out two scent, two of the same, two different scents. Yeah, once. I think so. No, Ooh. you can have like a morning scent and an evening scent. I just, ass- mind blown. I just assumed it was going to be like if I put in a cinnamon and a pine and no, it was no, at no, the no. same time. No, 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 no. Ah, it's so well, much smarter than that. Well, that's amazing. Well, that is really cool news. Yeah, so you need like a citrus in the morning. Yes. Like a warmer, you know, cozier scent in the evening. Super cool. Well, I got to tell you, like when I come downstairs, because it turns on at 10 a.m. in the morning and I smell right now I'm doing Holiday by Nest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And oh, that's another thing that I really like is that the scents are like branded, like yeah, certain- they're high end brands. Yes, I would like to tell you I got the Fraser fur from Times. Tim's. Tim's, recommended by Kathleen Donahoe in that recent episode. Rich person candle. Yes, but I got it in a scent uh-huh. that I can control. Uh-huh. So anyway, I'm very excited. I bought the like Anthropology Capri Blue yeah. one, and I got some citrusy ones because I think that's what I'm going to like in the new year. You know, new year, new me with uh-huh. you know, whatever. Anyway. Uh-huh. I'm excited. I like it. Well, I'm glad to know that you've used it and tried last year. My friend Adele was like, dude, you need one of these. And I just never got around to buying one. Mm -hmm. But she really likes it. And you can just change your sense all year long. Well, let me tell you, I've been reading a lot on in this one particular Facebook group and on Reddit about how terrible a certain big brand of candles are in terms of their toxicity. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like the soot they put into the air. Yeah, like the chemicals that are used to make them and blah, 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 all this stuff. Now, I have no idea if those scents that I'm putting in my diffuser are bad for the environment or my health or whatever, but it makes me... You haven't read anything lately about them being bad. Not on Reddit. They're better. In my mind, they're better. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I have another. Mine's a TikTok made me buy it. It is the Vanacream Daily Facial Moisturizer. And I have to tell you, I was very hesitant to buy the Vanacream brand because it sounds like something my OBGYN would try. (laughs) Totally. Totally. I recommended Vanacream in another approved item. Not this particular product, but just the ointment, which is like a counter to like an Aquaphor. Yes. This is... A daily moisturizer. It's a basic moisturizer. It feels so good on my skin. I thought you didn't like it at first. The first couple of times I used it, I thought it was too heavy for a day. It is now dry as a friggin' bone, and mm-hmm. it is my absolute morning and nighttime moisturizer. What's nice about it is that it's moisturizing enough for nighttime use in this very dry winter. Mm-hmm. California is a desert, even though we're on the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's so dry here. When I put it on, I just like luxuriate. I rub it all over my face. It feels so nice. It doesn't irritate my skin at all. I love it. It's almost gone. I have to buy a new one. And it's super affordable. And if you're looking for it, it's usually like on the bottom shelf. (laughs) Like it's not a premium brand that's going to be at eye level. No, but it's good. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think what it has working against it is like, a, the name, it doesn't sound like a fan. It's not like a La Roche-Posay yeah. or a Naturium mm-hmm. or a Bliss. It's Vanacream. <laughs> it's very, like, old school, right? Like something your grandmother would probably have. Yes, yes. It's part of my my moisture layering with Wendy's favorite, Samuelson. <laughs> Yikes. I love it. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yay. All right, friends, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. You know, we do have some new listeners here, and we would like to invite you to leave a review in the Apple 
podcast system. It is a great, free, easy way for you to support our podcast. It does matter. People are like looking through the billions of podcasts and they see people say, we love Megan and Wendy. They're willing to give us a try. So we appreciate you. Have a great week. For more of us, sign up at patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy. And if you would like to order something through our Amazon links, we will leave a link to <laughs> our Amazon. I promise I won't I won't shame you. I won't shame you. I don't know who purchases the stuff. I just see the stuff that's purchased. I do, I do like looking at the lists as yeah. well. Okay. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.